Blessings and salutations, mystics. Welcome back, listeners, and welcome new listeners also. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am your host, Loli Moon. This podcast is dedicated to sharing brew that uplifts the collective spiritual wellness and growth, discussing all things spirituality and pure magic. This podcast is sponsored by Mystic Moon Medicine, which is my portal of love to the world, where I offer and share sacred ancestral tools for healing thy tides and navigating the depths of the soul. I offer this through intuitive readings of tarot and astrology and by creating tools enhanced with magic and spirit. I return to the space as a diviner, as a healer, as a medium, as a channeler, a nomad of the realms, student of the universe, living ancestor to be elder, and of course, witch. Now, this potion brewing includes lots of Venetian and Martian energy, talk of old ass rituals, and more. Now, before I pour out this brew, housekeeping and tings first, my pretties. My intention with this podcast is to reach as many beings as possible. And as a listener, you can actually help support this intention by liking episodes on Apple and reviewing us five stars, following the podcast on Instagram, subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, okay? And of course, sharing the podcast on social media and also with other mystics and people in your life that you love. Now, you can also support by becoming a patron and joining the Mystic Moon Coven on Patreon. This is an abundance exchange which allows you to receive exclusive offerings, including weekly video tarot readings, exclusive coven access to spells, rituals, magical and holistic recipes, a deeper look at astrology through exclusive insights written by yours truly, and astrology workshops as well so that you can learn to enhance and empower your life and read your own damn charts, okay? Coven members can also join the exclusive coven meetings during new and full moons to discuss how the moon will affect them personally, as well as receive one-on-one readings where we discuss personal items to be conjured in the apothecary. Or even the other option is to have personal work completed on your behalf, discounts on readings for life, and more. You can find the link to this offering in the show notes. So for the last episode, um, it was a mini episode because I really wanted you guys to get all of the astro tea because there was so much astro tea going on last week and I didn't want you guys to miss out on it. Um, So although this one is not a short episode, um, I am definitely going to be going through all of the astro tea for this week if you were listening to this in the week of April 6th when it is being uh, recorded, then you will be right on schedule with what is going on in the cosmos, okay? So we have one big thing happening this week, which is, of course, the moon in Aries, which I'll be talking about towards the end. Um, But for today, actually, so on April 6th, we have an exact sextile being created with Venus to Mars. So these are two personal planets, actually. And so they're working in harmony, which we love to see happening because that just really helps um, our personal relationships. It helps us just move better because we just feel better and we feel a lot just really good about ourselves. Okay. So as of right now, as a reminder, Mars is in Gemini while Venus is now in Aries. So these two signs of air and fire are connecting. And when we look at Aries energy, we're looking at Venus, you know, in Aries. Aries is, as we know, very, very, very blunt, very bold, a little forceful because of its cardinal energy, um, big emperor energy, okay, major emperor vibes, um, very stubborn, um, but also likes structure and stability and being the boss of things and, you know, obviously not being told what to fucking do. Now, when it comes to Mars being in Gemini, This is also very similar energy, of course, because Mars is ruled by Aries. Um, But now we have Gemini, who is very rebellious in the sense of curiosity. And so when Mars is in Gemini, we are going into actions, going into items, going to these new situations as people who are very curious and wanting to learn something. And 
maybe what we're hoping to learn is a new skill set, but as time goes on, we actually learn certain lessons. And so when these two signs are working together, these two planets with these two signs, what I am seeing for the collective is one, a lot of needs for movement and, you know, sexual intimacy. Okay, I'm talking, um, getting you getting busy. Okay, but also this need for us to do things differently in our routines, um, especially with, you know, physical activity. It's getting so, so warm. So people are, you know, itching to go outside a lot more and are willing to maybe even break the rules just for the sake of having a social gathering or what have you. Um, Venus and Aries is all about being selfish and doing what you want. I want this, so I'm going to do it. I'm not going to ask what, what the consequences are. If I feel like doing it, I'm going to do it. So this is the perfect aspect for people to want to get extremely lit and go out and have a good time. Um, but on a personal level, we can use this aspect to help us create our intentions for this upcoming new moon um, on Sunday. Now, this aspect is exact today, but we are going to be feeling it throughout the week and of course under the new moon's influence as well. So really thinking about what are your desires and what is it that you have to do to make them happen? What actions is it that you are willing to commit to that you know you can commit to, that you know you want to commit to in order to complete this action? What are you going to do about this, okay? Because Venus and Aries is, again, extremely motivated to get what it wants. It's not going to stop. Mars and Gemini, Geminis don't stop. They don't have an off button. They are literally the energizer bunny. So <laughs> this is a lot of hyperactivity, okay? Lots of hyperactivity, um, lots of uh, extreme energy coming out, lots of loudness and boldness coming out of people, um, but also in ourselves. So it also really helps us have a nice boost of confidence and help us realize that, you know what? All these multiple paths that are now developing in front of me to take on this journey, I don't, I'm not worried anymore. I'm not worried about it causing me some sort of chaotic response because I know it's actually going to help me and I know I can fucking do this. So this is actually a really good positive aspect and all these aspects I'm actually going to talk about, well, except for the next one, <laughs> is actually positive. So the next aspect I want to talk about in our Astro Tea is happening on April 9th, which is uh, Venus Day. And uh, this is going to be the exact square of Mars squaring off with Neptune. So Mars is squaring Neptune this week, and this is going to cause, you know, some deception, but also a lot of anger I'm seeing. Um, Mars, again, is in Gemini, while Neptune is squaring off with with Mars and Gemini and Neptune is, is in Pisces. So <laughs> this is obviously not good energy. This is not the kind of energy that actually works out in our favor because Mars and Gemini doesn't think things through. Mars and Gemini is not naturally intuitive. Um, their intuition is just go and say yes and just do the damn thing, no matter how crazy or chaotic it's going to be. Gemini loves adventure. Gemini is the sister son of Sagittarius, okay? So the idea of curiosity and again, willing to do anything for that curiosity to receive that knowledge is very much so Gemini energy. And so with Neptune in Pisces, who's like, well, I'm just going to go with the flow and I'm not really here anyway, so you can do whatever you want. Mars is really the one who's, uh, <laughs> you know, creating all this commotion. And so we need to be really careful with this because we could jump to conclusions about people in our, you know, personal relationships, our kinships, um, romantic, non-romantic, platonic relationships, whatever. And we could be, you know, become triggered, essentially. This is honestly the, the, the aspect is about triggers and spit out this unnecessary, you know, junk out of our mouth and word vomit out of our mouth because we are triggered and we're not thinking straight. So when Neptune gets into a square, it always makes us feel a little bit uneasy, really uneasy. Our anchors are totally derooted now and we're totally just, you know, <laughs> catching all the waves and tides and really unsure of what to do. And so with Mars, when Mars gets upset, Mars just throws hands. Mars is not 
going to do anything about this that's going to help the situation. Mars is just going to throw hands and throw tantrums. So we need to make sure that Neptune in Pisces can really help us, which means going back into our, um, you know, our spiritual routines, going back to what spirit is telling us and going back to, you know, our readings, our tools of spirit, our tools of enhancement, our tools of elevation so that we can overcome this because this is the kind of energy that's going to have you step out of character and it's not necessary. Don't break your character, guys. It's not necessary. And a lot of things that maybe don't make sense right now will make sense a little bit later on as this new moon grows, okay? Right now, the moon's currently in Aquarius, okay, for these next couple of days, and then Pisces, obviously, before we go into the new moon in Aries. So as we were under this Pisces moon and, and Aquarius moon energy, um, really think about what are your tools of elevation? What are your tools of enhancement? And how often are you remembering to go back to those tools? Okay. And this is us really using that Venus sextile to Mars aspect that I was talking about earlier. All right. So this, honestly, for the collective, I see us really invoking um, the hermit <laughs> with this. Um, but also this could be a major hanged man energy because one, the hanged man represents Pisces in many ways. Um, but also because the hanged man is, a talk is talking about blockages and being put on on a pause depending on the reading and the other cards around it so you can create a lot of blockages and traffic in your highway of blessings if you continue with this nonsense essentially and neptune again yes it's very mysterious but neptune is so unpredictable you don't really know what you're going to get so be very aware of your actions and just know that Neptune is just as karmic as Saturn can be. And you don't want that smoke because Neptune is worse, honestly and truly, because it's so unexpected all the time. Okay. Now, when we're going into this weekend, so on Saturn's day, so this Saturday on the 10th of April, we are going to have Mercury create a sextile with Saturn. So Mercury, again, is actually in Aries now um, and sextiling Saturn, who's in Aquarius, while Venus, at the same time on this day, is also creating a sextile to Jupiter in Aquarius. And Venus is also in Aries. So we've got more of this Aries and Aquarius kind of duo going on here, which I absolutely love because I love when the fire and air signs actually work together. Um, this creates a lot of great movement for us in terms of our intentions and, and clearing out the old energy and unnecessary thoughts. So with these two aspects, Mercury is working in harmony with Saturn. So this is the day, I mean, it is also Saturn's day. So of course this is happening on this day. Um, this is a day where we're going to be really focusing on what our routines look like and refreshing them, maybe even picking up a new hobby, starting something new, potentially something that we've created, something that we want to not really share potentially, something that's really just for us to enjoy even. Um, this is what I kind of see going on with this, with this aspect for the collective. And so really embrace whatever feels good for you that day. I'm going to say, okay, really embrace whatever you're doing that day that feels good. And remember that and do your absolute best to replicate that feeling throughout the new moon and into this moon phase. It takes, they say, 28 days to create a pattern. That's There is a reason for that. There are 28 days in the moon cycle. This is the new moon Aries that we are going into on Sunday, okay? So this is the first new moon of the new astrological year. So what patterns do you want to create into this new astrological year? What new items of self, again, what tools of enhancement are we using to create these routines and these patterns? to bring ourselves to that next step, okay? And so that is the Mercury with sextiling to uh, Saturn. Now with Venus sextiling to Jupiter, this is big abundance energy, you guys. This is some really nice, potent, big, fat abundance energy. Honestly and truly so, so, so good. Um, and so that being said, again, we will feel these aspects, you know, under the new moon as well. It's, it's not really going to change a whole lot <laughs> under overnight. Um, but this is a really great aspect for abundance. And so even though this is the day before the actual new moon, if you wanted to complete some work the day before, 
as in the state I'm talking about, the 10th, definitely do something. And spirit's coming in now and telling me, all right, tell them this. So um, clearing out the old energy and cleansing the space. A lot of times when we do abundance magic and we work our magic and we work our rituals under the new moon, we just start with the beginning, but we don't look back to make sure that the end was completed and actually finished if that makes sense if you follow okay so doing some you know clearing out open road work burning an open road um, candle you know burning certain herbs for those with the same you know vibe and element um, and intentions put into it and just clearing out the energy whether you feel it's good or not it doesn't matter The point is you want to clear it out. So burn a black candle and just speak your intentions and prayers into it. Call on to your ancestors, your honorable ancestors, your guides, whoever, the universe, whoever, whatever you work with. And you put that power into your magic. Because when you wake up the next day into the new moon, all this energy is going to be cleared out and ready for you. When you go to a restaurant and you order food, how would you feel if they came back with your plate, let's say you ordered um, Alfredo pasta, Alfredo linguine pasta with fresh cilantro on top, looking all beautiful and cute and shit, okay? But when you get the plate of food, you're seeing like like yellow stains and, and red stains around the rim of the plate. How would that make you feel? Would you not be questioning this restaurant? Would you not question the waiter and say, or a waitress and say, um, Is this plate clean because this looks like dried up mustard and ketchup on this plate and I ordered pasta? Why is this stain here? What what is this? Would you even want to eat that food? No, of course not. So it's the same thing with our houses and the spaces that we are working in. We want to make sure that we are clearing out the energy. We're not cook pano dirty plate. Okay, so make sure the space is cleared out so that your spirit team can come in and do what they need to do in that clear ass space. At the very least, we can give them that, you guys. It's not hard. We just gotta make time for it. So this is the really great day for us to prepare ourselves for the new moon for the next day and go into it with fresh ass energy. Um, Also writing our intentions list, you know, writing the things that we are reflecting on for the new moon. Again, the new moon is not just about creating new intentions, but also about breaking down and breaking breaking out what needs to be broken and removed and banished and, and deleted. Okay, and cleared out. This is the dark moon. So if you have other intentions that don't include more growth, but rather clipping the dead ends in order to welcome in that new growth and support that new growth, then focus on that instead. Okay, the, the importance of this is to focus on what you feel at the absolute most. Um, but with this Aries energy and Aquarius energy, Aquarius is very fast. Aquarius is the innovator. Aquarius is a creative. Aquarius is authentic. And so reflecting on what makes us authentic and aligning and asking ourselves, does this tool that I'm calling a tool of enhancement, does it align to my authentic self? No, clear it out and so on and so on and so on. And because Aquarius is is air and Aries is fire, this is very quick movement. So it's again, this is that quote that you see on Instagram going around that says, It's amazing how fast the universe will move for you once you've decided. This is exactly what that energy is, okay? So once you've decided what those things are, you're going to see it manifest very quickly under this new moon. And so this is the last part of the astrology I'm going to talk about is the new moon in Aries, which um, is happening on Sunday, April 11th at 10.30 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. I'm giving you guys the exact time for this aspect, obviously, because it is the new moon. And I know that some of us like to work our planetary hours. So here is the tea about the new moon in Aries. Um, This actually, this moon is going to include an exact square with Venus, (laughs) with Pluto, actually. Um, Pluto is entering the building and a lot of mercy is he ever entering it with a damn entrance okay a grand ass entrance so I will be talking about that square because it is an exact square and this will um, definitely affect 
how we choose to manifest things under this moon. So let's get into it. First of all, as I was saying, Pluto is entering the building, okay? And this moon is happening again at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you want to go ahead and convert that to your own time zone. And when it's happening, we have um, Scorpio, the ruling zodiac of Pluto, at the ascendant at the 24th degree, okay? So Scorpios, this is going to be a pretty obvious, uh, serious moon for you. Um, no surprises there, honestly and truly, um, but it is going to be a pretty um, interesting moon for you guys. So what we see here with the moon, obviously the moon is conjunct to the sun, um, but she's also conjunct to Venus, okay? and making a really nice sextile to Mars and Jupiter. So the moon is honestly being sandwiched. When I'm looking at the, at the chart, everything is happening in the fifth house, essentially. We have Venus and the sun conjunct as well, and they're both conjunct to the, to the moon. And then we have Mercury also sandwiching um, the moon. So <laughs> Mercury is also conjunct to the moon. So the moon is literally in this intense little conjunction um, family reunion type vibe where you're in the backyard and there's no space to even move and have your damn barbecue um, plate of food that is so damn delicious. And it's all happening in the fifth house, which is the house of Leo, the house of self-creativity, um, self-expression, and can also show us how we kind of show up in the world in terms of our actions and our movement based off of what we seek from other people, meaning outside of outside validation and our ego, okay big ego energy okay obviously because leo so with these aspects we know that our intuition is going to be very 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 strong so i'm expecting us to have some really strong really intense prophetic dreams that are going to show us some really interesting things about our self growth so make sure my loves you are writing down absolutely everything to ensure that you are, you know, reviewing your dreams later on as it can really, really help you um, just with movement and growth, okay? Now, also, because we have the moon conjunct to um, Venus as well as Mercury, um, this is also really good for abundance magic and for us wanting to work that kind of magic and thinking about what is the I desire? What is it that I desire that's going to show the world, but also more importantly, show myself, okay, because we want to focus on internal validation, because what I'm hearing from spirit is that with this happening in the fifth house, we have been really focusing on external validation. And as a reminder, the fifth house is again, Leo energy. And as another reminder, Chiron is also in Aries. So, and ain't going nowhere anytime soon. He's at the ninth degree of Aries. He's been in Aries for a minute. So every time we are entering Aries season or we have some movement happening within the Aries element, Chiron is going to get pulled into it too. And Chiron right now during this moon is actually making a conjunction to Mercury. So that being said, a lot of our triggers are happening under this moon potentially. Okay. So do your best to maybe not be on social media a whole lot on this day, I would say, and really just focus on your internal world and meditating deeply and allowing yourself to kind of just have some moments to hold space for yourself, hold space for yourself, okay, and allow yourself to see the greatness that you are instead of looking at what other people are doing, instead of looking at your faves and trying to compete, trying to compare, trying to compare your unique damn human divine being existence to somebody else's. It's so ridiculous, okay? And we do it because we're human, I know, but we really gotta think about this for a moment, okay? Really, really, really think about this for a moment. Um, Chiron is also making a semi-square to Jupiter, who is an Aquarius. And so Jupiter is about the growth and expansion. So we're really having some serious trouble um, really seeing ourselves as these beautiful, unique beings. And we don't understand the gifts that we bring with our unique self. This is what this is telling me. Okay. So Aquariuses, Sagittariuses, especially y'all, make sure you're not talking to yourself down in the ground about where you are in life right now and what's guaning because you are exactly where you were meant to be. And these triggers are also meant to trigger you so that you can understand that and learn that for yourself. Okay. And you're doing a great job, hun. So don't, 
you know, get your panties all open a bunch, but just know that. Um, but again, we are going to be really triggered under this moon about how far we've taken things, how far we've gone, how far we've come and, you know, oh, we should be further along the journey, blah, 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 dramatic exit, dramatic reaction, woe is me, you know, doing the whole thing which is really just going to distract us. And that is what that square to Venus and Pluto is really about. And even honestly and truly, the square to Mars and Neptune is really about self-distraction by self-destruction. We want to avoid doing that, okay? I'll say it again. Self-distraction by self-destruction. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So we really want to make sure that we are actually focusing on the aspect of Venus squaring off with Pluto and saying... I am done with these bullshit ideas of myself of not being good enough. I am done with these bullshit ideas of, oh, my dreams are too far to reach. I am done with the bullshit ideas that I am here to please people. We are done with that. The Libra full moon reminded us of that, honey. Okay. And so as we're going into this new moon, we are done with this. That was the climax peak of it. Okay, under that full moon in Libra, now that we are in the waning phase, back in the dark moon phase, under the Aries energy, let's orbit back into body and tell ourselves who we are and remind ourselves of who we are. This is the moon where I am mantras are really, really, really important, my loves, okay? And Spirit is telling me to send you guys some sort of heart chakra healing sort of meditation exercise so I'm not really sure what that really means just yet but um, I'm sure I will figure it out and have it out for the new moon for you guys um, but really healing our heart center spirit is saying is going to be really 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 important under this moon okay so working with selenite especially to clear all that other impurity um, working with obviously rose quartz the jades um, and honestly and truly even like carnelian and red jasper these are really 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 great um crystals to work with to help us with this aspect and with this moon so if you're feeling really triggered especially you guys you know aries um gemini's virgos even cancers maybe you know um just know that you're not alone okay we're all listening to and we're all in this together um, and this is just another wave of, of tide of tides coming in from spirit to say, do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Or are you still in denial? Are you still in denial of your greatness? Are you still in denial of your transformation? Are you still in denial of the Phoenix powerful, magical being that you are? What's the truth? Okay. Now, Focusing on some other aspects, we do have Mars making a trine to Jupiter. Now, Jupiter, again, is in um, Gemini at the time, and, Ju sorry, Jupiter <laughs> is in Aquarius at the time, while Mars is in Gemini. So this is a really, really nice trine going on, and I honestly, I love this trine. I think it's really, really beautiful, and it, this is the exact energy we need to move us forward into following our destiny, following our path, and allowing ourselves to grow, because a reminder, the North Node is in um, Gemini as well still, and as of right now, at the 11th degree. And the North Node is actually making a trine with Saturn. So this is letting us know, like, I have all the powerful tools within myself. I have all the powerful divine gifts within myself to make this reality happen. I just have to move with spirit and trust, really move with spirit and trust and not focusing on um, what other people are doing. And not, and not focusing on what people are or aren't saying about us. And not focusing on what lack of applause we're being given. Because Leo likes a damn applause. They love their applause. They need it to survive. <laughs> That's why their manes are so big. You know? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, bad joke. But anyway... We need to really focus on ourselves. And so Saturn is really going to help us with that, with that aspect. So a lot of really good movement going on in this moon, honestly and truly, you guys. Um, I think this is going to be a really great moon for healing, self-healing, especially for Scorpios, um, especially for Virgo placements, because you guys are at the midheaven Virgo. So I sense that you are going to be very, very, very busy. Okay, and um, really feeling this and having lots of eyes on you. Um, now, 
I will say again, Scorpios, this is obviously a big moon for you. Um, I'm seeing lots of triggers going on with you guys because of the squares to Venus and the sun and the moon. So just know that you are going through your own shedding of ego itself, just like the rest of us. And um, this is just part of the divine plan. And focus on, you guys, focus on um, your abundance. Really focus on your abundance. Not in terms of focusing on it growing and, and thinking you have lack of it, but thinking about your actions. How do you maintain and obtain your abundance right now? And what do you do with it to help it grow? Or are you just, you know, receiving it and spending it as quickly as it's coming to you? How are you maintaining and obtaining your abundance of energy? How are you maintaining and obtaining your, your abundance of life, of time, which we, you know, don't know when it's going to shut off. So what are you doing with that time, with all this abundance? What are you doing with all that abundance, really and truly? Okay, we need to focus on that as well this, under this new moon because of those squares with Pluto. Pluto is talking about our fortune. Pluto is talking about the underworld. Pluto is talking about our wants and needs and desires. Pluto wants us to do the most. Pluto likes to shop. Pluto likes to shop and enjoy things. Yes, yes, he does. Um, but we have to remember that we're also trying to prepare ourselves for the next days and all the tomorrows that are coming. Okay. So really reflect on that as well and watch your spending is what spirit is trying to say overall. Um, now Tauruses and Libras placements, this is going to be a pretty great moon, honestly and truly. So do your work, do your thing. Um, Sagittarius's and um, Pisces as well. This is going to be a pretty great moon for you. Pretty decent moon, especially for you, Sagittarius, for sure. Aquarius as well. I really hope y'all Aquarius are, are taking advantage of this moon because this is going to be a moon that can change your life, Aquarius. Okay, so if you have Aquarius placements, do your own version of rituals under this time. Now, rituals that are supported under this aspect, I will say, is definitely some candle magic. Okay, it is the new moon in Aries, so invoke the element of fire, invoke the elements of Mars. Look at um, our Instagram. We have a post about the herbs of Aries season. Review those because we do highlight um, herbs of Mars in that post, but also herbs of Venus. So you can decide which herbs you really want to work with and invoke. Um, decide on which aspects of this chart you want to work with and invoke and then use those herbs to align yourself with the planets literally that's how you do the damn magic okay that's how you do it <laughs> so and there are herbs of mars that can also bring in abundance you guys so don't think because oh but you said that mars herbs you know they block out the venus and moon herbs yeah okay but if you are a witch then be a witch and witch it up Stop bitching, more witching, okay? Use the herbs of Mars to invoke the abundance because emperors are emperors for a reason. They also have thrones. So don't talk about that nonsense. It's not just about protection and banishing and fighting and sending back energy and, you know, doing reversals. It's also about abundance. And if you being a witch, then witch it up and do it and you'll see. I promise you, you will. Okay, so moving into... Um, our matrix mess and rant because I like I said this is not a short episode this is a longer episode so I wanted to talk about um little Nas X <laughs> um so little Nas X is a singer songwriter rapper and performer and honestly and truly before I heard about the song that I'm about to talk about I've never heard of him, but I also don't really follow anything to do with entertainment or the entertainment world, um, the news, or anything to do with, you know, quote-unquote new music, because most of the music that's out these days is trash, and I'm the human that is, you know, waiting to get out of lockdown so I can go and buy records, okay? So I'm really not about this new music coming out. Um, but of course there are some artists that I do enjoy, but a lot of it, I'm just like, who, who sings this, you know? And if you, if you know me and, and you're probably listening to this laughing, you're probably thinking like, yeah, that's definitely true. You really don't know <laughs> what is going on in the world. Most of the time, um, I really don't follow the news or the music industry, the entertainment industry. I just can't be bothered. It's just distractions. Why would I, why would I bother with it? 
when money after make, like what, what for? <laughs> Anyways, Little Nas X dropped this song called Montero, Call Me By Your Name on March 26th of this year. And I'm sure by now you have heard of the song or at least the music video which came out, of course, the same day, because the media is calling this music video the cause of a satanic panic. Yes, this music video is literally causing chaos in them religious, especially Christian streets. So, of course, we had to talk about this drama. So if y'all want to get your tea on, go ahead and brew some stuff right now, okay? If you want to pause the podcast right now and Google this music video so you can see the drama, I highly recommend that you do. The media has labeled this video as the startup of a satanic panic because of the symbolism and imagery used in the video. So the video starts with um, Little Nas X in what looks like an imitation of the Garden of Eden. And Little Nas X has these loose-looking-ass locks in his hair. Um, Makeup is super baby doll, innocent-looking. And, you know, let's just label the character Little Nas X is playing at the time as Eve, okay? So while sitting under a tree, (laughs) this snake shows up in the music video. And that's where things kind of go, I guess, sideways and the snake hypnotizes Eve, and they have a quick moment of foreplay before the scene changes. And by foreplay, I'm talking like snake is all up in in Eve's face, and then, you know, Eve is slowly laying down on her back now, and the snake sticks its tongue out and, like, licks Eve's, I guess, midriff, stomach, whatever. I don't know. It's very quick. Um, But anyways, um... We then see Lil Nas X playing a character being executed and essentially is killed um, as we see Lil Nas X floating up to the clouds, a.k.a. heaven. But then he grabs this pole and has a quick outfit change because, yes, honey, it's 2021, and suddenly starts sliding down this pole doing all kinds of moves that honestly I wish I could do. And he's sliding his way down from the heavens to the nine circles where Satan is chilling. Literally where Satan is chilling. There is a a scene in the video where we see Satan sitting on his, I guess, throne. And they have the, you know, the pentagram symbol and everything else in there as well. And so when Little Nas X arrives, he gives Satan a lap dance. Yes, literally. And then snaps his neck, killing Satan, to then take the horns off and put them on his own head, which gives him a pair of black angel wings, like as if he's about to strut down the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show runway, okay? And his eyes light up all white, so possession, being possessed. And then the video ends, literally. So this video has become the talk of the town because of the imagery and again is being labeled as a satanic panic and people are worried of what this type of music video will do to the youth as Little Nas X is an influencer as well as an artist and as an artist he is extremely influential. Um, But also being a young person himself, okay, I also googled his birthday. He's born actually on April 9th um, in 1999. So are we surprised that Aries are just doing the most in being Aries? No, not at all. Of course not. And uh, shout out to Lil Nas X because your slow return is coming up this week. So happy, happy day for you. Um, I've been looking at Twitter and I'll tell you, the youth are literally tweeting, you know, hail Satan and making all kinds of jokes because they don't really understand, obviously, the power of their words, one, or maybe they do. And they feel good saying this. Who knows? Um, but yes, definitely his fan base is loving it. They've got all types of memes. They've got all types of TikTok videos coming out, like the whole thing. It's honestly so funny to me. It's so, so funny to me. And so this has become (laughs) the talk of the town. And I want to give you guys a little bit of context as well with this. Um, Satanic panic was a term created back in the 80s based on the growing interest of Satanism. Locals 
didn't like this new growth, and so they speculated about their neighbors and citizens taking part in satanic rituals, which they then labeled as satanic ritual abuse, meaning people were completing rituals which included physical and sexual abuse on others. Um, the satanic panic has been seen as an extreme, and the theory goes as far as the belief of celebrities and elite members of society being a part of this global satanic cult which includes kidnapping people to be their victims or rather sacrifices. Um, and that sounds really extreme. And again, like conspiracy theories come up with this. So think about like the conspiracy theory of Pizzagate. And if you don't know what Pizzagate is, well, I really hope you're over the age of 18 and listening to this. Um, you can go ahead and Google, uh, you know, avert your eyes, trigger warning. Um, you know, this kind of stuff about the celebrities doing dark shit. This is about the satanic panic and satanic ritual abuse, they call it. And again, I know this sounds crazy, but this was basically the witch hunt of the 80s using this label satanic panic. There were over 12,000 accusations during this time that were made in the States about satanic ritual abuse. But there was not enough evidence for the police to do anything about it, which no one is surprised by, of course. And so now, here we are in 2021, and people are calling this music video the start of the satanic panic once more. Worry that Lil Nas X has inspired a wave of millennials and generation, you know, X and Z, whatever, folks to perform such rituals. <laughs> and now I'm going to get into the rant piece of this drama, so buckle up. Okay. Now, as someone with a joint honors bachelor degree in communications and sociology, what I see here is the perfect publicity stunt. Because honestly and truly, this is what it is. At the very, very, very core, this is all part of the publicity stunt, the plan to get Little Nas X to that next level of fame, meaning being talked about. As witches and mystics and brujas, we know that we focus on on, that we know that what we focus on grows and what we give power to through words and that focus also grows. So y'all are just doing the heavy lifting for Lil Nas's ex's uh, PR team and you don't even realize it. This video was also released the Friday before Good Friday, which I'm very certain was planned out on purpose to trigger people because trigger people talk a fucking lot in the goddamn media. Okay, think about when... I guess back when Facebook was actually relevant to people, um, you know, you always had that one Facebook friend or maybe a couple of them and they would post every single hour about what they were doing, post every single hour a photo or sharing memes or whatever it is, you know, the Facebook friend who um, actually changes their status to in a relationship and then puts the person's name because that's a big deal for them on Facebook, like all this kind of shit. Okay. These are the kind of people who get triggered and instead of handling it and minding their business, they handle it externally and, um, you know, they talk a lot. <laughs> they, they air out their dirty laundry in the streets. And so this is what has been happening with this situation. This is what I truly see. People are doing the heavy lifting for his PR team for them. Now, as a witch, here's what I have to say. If it weren't for religion, especially Christianity and Catholicism, we wouldn't even know who the devil is. Nobody would know him. He would be completely irrelevant. So how are you going to employ someone as the villain and then be mad when they're doing their job, which you employed them with? I don't understand. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I've spoken about the devil before, um, mostly on the episode of The Ego is in the Details, which is in season one. And I told y'all, I told you, I told you, I told you that with the age of Aquarius, his ass was going to be front and center stage. I told y'all that his imagery was going to grow. It started with that stupid, you know, TikTok challenge from last year. And now look, look where we are now. Here we are deep into Aries season and here we have Lucifer stepping out without even doing anything, without even doing anything. 
Do you know how much power you have to do to be the talk of the town without even doing anything? This is that, you know, this is, <laughs> this is what it is. This just kind of shows you the power over, you know, these people in these religious spaces that the devil could honestly have on them because they're easily triggered by his imagery. And I understand because of what he reflects to them. But at the same time, y'all made him the villain. So what did you think was going to happen? What did you think was going to happen? Honestly and truly, I don't get it. Okay. Y'all are making him popular because he's interesting and you hate it. And you hate the attention you give him and what he receives, but yet you also don't want to look away. And that is the fucking truth. Okay. So humans, muggles, or whatever else you're calling yourself these days, ask yourself, what is the truth? Is it a satanic panic or a satanic fanatic? Hmm. Insert. Oprah meme here, okay? I'm literally doing my hand signal for this damn meme as she has her hand. Which one is it? Because if you want the devil to not be so busy, then stop giving him work to do. It's really that simple. Fire him as your employee. Fire him from your gatherings when talking about sin. Use a new scapegoat. (laughs) See what I did there? Yeah. Do you really need to talk about Lucifer as the example of what not to do when there's an entire human race, literally when the entire continent of Europe and North America exists? Why do y'all got to talk about Lucifer for like he's the y'all made him a villain. But like, look at look at these continents. Look at Europe. Look at North America. Look at what they've done in history. Okay. These continents been doing satanic abuse rituals in the name of God, okay? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you can Google the Atlantic slave trade and seasoning camps that were also happening during that time period. Because the shit that they did, okay, to the ancestors, the indigenous ancestors of North, of, of North America, of Turtle Island, the indigenous ancestors of, of Turtle Island, the indigenous ancestors of, you know, South of South America, the Taino people, the Arawak tribe, the people of Africa, West Africa, especially I'm talking about, okay, who were then dragged to the Caribbean where the season camps took place. Those were rituals that were done. They made circles around the people. They did certain things. I'm sure they invoked all the fucking elements with fire and air being their voice. Okay. Earth. I'm sure they were using some sort of element of earth to break these people down. This was a ritual itself. And there was hella abuse going on and hella sexual abuse, especially going on. That's how we all got here. Okay. So (laughs) what is the, what is the truth? I know y'all are triggered by that. And some of you probably already stopped listening to the episode at this point. And that's okay because I'm gonna keep going. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Get a new hobby, beloveds, okay? And remember that your words are your wand. Your words are your wand. So focus on the shit and talk about the shit you actually enjoy. And stop subscribing to fan bases you claim to not enjoy. Y'all are mad you're still enslaved, and that's fine. But don't be mad at little Nas X about it and his PR team. They took an element and an image that is very well known and very popular and ran with it because it's easy to do. It's very easy to do. What I will say is this as well. I noticed that y'all are coming hard for Lil Nas X being, um, you know, a black man, a black human being. Okay. Living in modern Turtle Island where people that looked like him are treated horribly still to this day. He is also queer. And because he's doing what? Spread Eagle on Satan's lap. Y'all are mad. But when Sabrina, the teenage Karen has a full on cheerleading squad and a whole ass royal ass wedding wedding in, in hell, 
y'all are all like, oh my gosh, goals. Oh my gosh, they're end game. Pardon me? Where was the commotion and, and chaos and, and church masses being held and hosted for that? Where is the outcry for the Lucifer show that is based off of a DC character <laughs> that is now on Netflix because when it was on TV before it got, it got moved. I'm sure people were pissed off about that, but they weren't going all in like they are for this, for this black human being. Okay. Honestly and truly. So there's a lot of layers to this. Um, if we want to go deeper into this in, in terms of spiritual, in terms of spirit, there are literal images and statues of Archangel Michael, who is to be the brother um, of Lucifer in terms of the DC universe character person. Okay. Especially in that TV show. And they always have them pinned against each other. And they show in statues of Archangel Michael um, holding his sword like he's about to slay this demon-looking thing or devil-looking thing because it's got horns. But the devil thing on the ground is always black in these statues that I've seen. In the painted statues that I've seen, it's the black, it's black. And by black, I mean it looks like a colored person. Okay. Um, so y'all need to figure out your shit because it's too much. Y'all be coming for African traditional religions and spirituality practices and calling them demonic and calling them this and that. It doesn't matter what he put on there. Lil Nas X could have portrayed, um, African black spirituality with this and y'all would have still had the same reaction at the end of the day because you love to police blackness. You love to police blackness. You love to police divinity in motion that's not aligned to yours period. Okay. The devil is a very easy, popular topic to talk about. He is still very popular because of you (laughs) and these religious spaces. So figure it out. Okay. The villain who goes by many names from religions, including King of Lies, Satan is also known as Lucifer Morningstar, meaning bringer of light. So make it make sense. Y'all made him the first light worker with that name. So make it make sense, guys. Figure it out. Just figure it out because this is just too much. It's too much. And I think it's hilarious. Honestly, as and truly, I think it's hilarious. I think it's so funny. This is so funny to look to live through. You know, we're here we are in the middle of a pandemic and now we have a satanic satanic panic going on. Oh, how romantic is this? This is some serious renaissance shit going on, guys. (laughs) This is amazing. Okay, I'm going to go into the spirit gospel now. So spirit wanted me to talk about um, resurrection because we obviously just had Easter or Estera, whatever you want to call it. Um, And uh, this is always the season of resurrection because of this, you know, theme kind of being played out and being really important to religious groups and what have you, or certain groups anyway. Um... And so I wanted to talk about this because one, spirit wanted me to, but two, what, what was highlighted to me in my meditation is that, you know, we have this new moon in Aries coming up on Sunday. We have this new moon in Aries coming up and this new moon in Aries, which is the element of Mars, is growing into the Scorpio full moon. Okay. Yes. We have the Scorpio full moon on the 26th of April, which I'll talk about probably not on the next episode, but the next next episode, most likely. Um, and so that being said, there is a lot of Mars energy because the ruling traditional planet of Scorpio was Mars. So this is a really intense Mars energy. But then the next day after this full moon in Scorpio, we then have Pluto going retrograde literally the next day. So Pluto is going to be going retrograde at the 26th degree of Capricorn, which is where he is right now. But when he does go direct again, which is going to be on October 6th of this year, he will be at the 24th degree, which means we've been technically speaking in the shadow of this retrograde that's about to happen since the Cancer full moon on December 29th of last year, because that was the last time Pluto was at that degree. Pluto does not move as fast as the other planets. He is furthest from the sun. So yeah, y'all, we've been in this... (laughs) shadow period of Pluto's retrograde, technically speaking, since the 29th of December. 
And so this idea of death, especially ego death, like especially that because again, new moon in Aries growing to the full moon in Scorpio. Aries has to do with our personal selves, our personality, how we perceive ourselves, the first house, etc. The head, the ori, okay? So now that we've been in the shadow period from that time, and now here we are, four months later, almost, basically, what has been guaning? What's been going on this last four months? What type of um, triggers have we been working through? What energy have we been working through? And how is it really and truly serving us? And what's really going on with that? Um, this is going to be a really big theme. And as you know, Easter has just passed, again, this is really big resurrection energy, obviously. Um, big kundalini energy, if we're being honest here. And so there is a lot of things that are being broken down and have been breaking down, or Spirit's been giving us the hints of it breaking down from the full moon in Cancer up until now. And maybe we won't really understand or have all that knowledge and wisdom gained until Pluto does go direct back in October later on. Um, but it's been brewing from time. From time. So when I think about resurrection, I think about transformation. I think about us shedding old skin. I think about us going through real detoxes, like real serious detoxes within our bodies. Okay, so if you've been getting more sick lately between then and now, Maybe think about that. How is your relationship with food has changed with that? How has your relationship with spirit has changed with that in that time? And how are you working on that? Now, spirit wanted me to actually pull some cards um, for this segment. So I pulled some Oracle cards, you guys. I've been seeing um, and dreaming about spirits of the water a lot for the past like two weeks. So I'm actually using this mermaid Oracle deck. That was gifted to me um, by toxic energy funny enough and then i had to cleanse it and you know do all these things to keep the deck because i actually really wanted to um so anyway the first card that came out was called awareness so when i think about awareness and resurrection are you again aware of the signs that spirit has been showing you how clogged up is your third eye and do you think that because you're using fluoride-free toothpaste that your third eye is not clogged up anymore, beloved? Because there is more awareness that is required of you. And if you are aware, if we know better, then we're supposed to be doing better. And so with this resurrection that we have been going through, with this ego death that we have been going through, it's time for us to really become aware of why this has been going on. Is this a cycle that is repeating itself or is it a new cycle? Can you even differentiate the two, first of all? Because if you can't, then go back to my first question I asked you about your third eye because that tells you that it's not that open and there's work to be done there and that's okay. There is always work to be done here. None of us are ever gonna be done this work until we ascend to the next rounds, okay? And even then, you might not be done the work, you might get sent back. <laughs> so being aware is really important. Um, and this retrograde and, you know, this resurrection that we're going through in this, in this time period from, from then up until now, even, and up into this new moon into this full moon in Scorpio, this is for this month, especially, there is a lot of self-awareness that has to be received, but you have to have all your eyes open in order to do that. Have your eyes open, have your ears open and keep your mouth closed so you can become fully aware on all rounds and planes, okay? The next card that came up about resurrection was love. And so what does your idea of love look like? Your idea of self-love, I'm gonna say, because again, new moon in Aries energy growing into this full moon in Scorpio. Full moon in Scorpio says, let's focus on the love we have amongst other people. Let's focus on the power and control we have amongst other people and over other people by showing love and giving love and giving gifts and, you know, paying attention and being loyal to people. Are you loyal to yourself? Are you loyal to the self-love you have for yourself? Are you even in love with yourself? First and foremost. And if you've been struggling with this, if you've been struggling with maintaining your, your routines with spirit or your self-care, 
you know, half-assing your night routine, your booty routines because you don't have time, then you're struggling with your self-love and you're not being loyal to yourself. So before you go on and catch up with, with somebody else, make sure, say you can, catch up with yourself first, okay? You are your biggest fan. You have to be. You gotta be. You absolutely have to be. So for some of us, we've been going through this resurrection of self-love and returning to ourselves in this really beautiful way. And as you're doing that, you guys, be really gentle and um, be open to receiving, okay? Part of that love and resurrection and resurrecting the idea of love and vibration of love is being open to receiving it as well. Allow yourselves to receive from other people when it's given to you. Allow people to support you if they want to. Allow people to um, show up for you. You don't always have to show up for other people. Let them show up for you. Not with expectations attached, but allow them to. You don't have to keep the door clo- like wide open, but when, you're not, when someone's knocking at the door, open it. What are you afraid of? Okay, now the last card is saying free spirit. So some of us during this resurrection period have been going through um, a moment of being shackled to old ideas of ourselves I'm seeing and really just not letting ourselves create new stories and create new experiences for ourselves. And all we've just been doing is kind of playing by the rules and doing the status quo and that's it. And that's really cute and safe, honey, but it's not going to get you to where you want to be. It's not. So resurrect your spirit. Allow yourself to become free again. To be free-spirited is to be carefree. To give no fucks. Under this new moon in in Aries and under the full moon in in Scorpio and going into the uh, Pluto retrograde, which I'll talk about a a lot more obviously later on, remember to give less fucks. Aries do not give one bummer clot, Ross clot, fuck, okay? Aries don't give a Ross clot. They don't care. That's why they're so reckless. That's why they're so brave, because they don't care. <laughs> they will do anything to get anything by any means necessary. They really will. They will break down everything to get what they want. They will burn it all down to get what they want. They don't give a fuck. So be willing to be carefree, be willing to be free-spirited and to be detached from, you know, these outcomes, okay? To be free-spirited is to show confidence in your team, it's to show confidence in your ancestors, it's to show confidence in the divine, it's to show confidence to your ori, your higher self, and to believe that you can achieve and that they will help you achieve it. As you follow them in their in their steps, as you follow their guidance, okay, that's what being free spirit is about. So a lot of us are going to be transforming through that and really learning that in a really beautiful way. And this is honestly so 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 beautiful. So that's all I gotta say about that, you guys. Um, moving into our ancestor antidote, though, the ancestor antidote is really they've been talking about rest for this week, really just resting. Um, taking care of yourselves. Um, new moon in Aries makes me think of a lot of things to do with um, the genital area because of Mars energy and us being more active and our root chakras especially. So really just focusing on rest and stretching your body, releasing your hips, okay? Um, those of you who have a physical womb and, you know, um, you know sugar walls, uh, do a yoni steam. And cleanse your space as well, okay? Minding our business, especially for this week. Really minding your business because there are certain things going on with Mercury and all types of things going on that's going to have us feeling all types of ways, okay? Remember Mars squares Neptune. Mind your business, okay? Mind your business. Mind the business that pays you. Pays you in abundance. Pays you in high frequency, pays you in offerings for your ancestors and for yourself and for your altars and for your magic and for your living and for your existence. Mind your business. Also, they mentioned consistently having something burning. So consistently having candles burning, consistently having incense burning. We are to have something consistently burning this week um, because there is a lot of old dead 
energy in the air. There is a lot of old dead energy in the air right now, okay? And this is something that I spoke about with the Mystic Moon Coven in my predictions for this week. Um, but there is a lot of people right now who are ascending into the ancestral realm and are lurking right now. And not only just them, you know, because that's just spirit. That's nothing harmless. That's, that's totally harmless. Um, but that means that the portals are wide open. The portals, the realms between the worlds are extremely wide open as all these beings are being transcended and ascending over. And so that being said, there is also a lot of lack energy looking for new homes, looking for new hosts. So keep something burning, whether it's incense or, you know, um, herbs, whatever you want to use on the hot coal and then on a plate, whatever it is, keep something burning. Okay. Just so that you can keep that stuff um, and yourself protected during this time frame. So just be good to yourselves this week, you guys. Enjoy the new moon. Manifest to your heart's content and desire. Go big or go home. Be bold. Be brave. Know that you can achieve anything. You are your ancestors' blessings and prayers that have been manifested on this plane. So act like it, okay? You are important and you are loved by yours truly. And so with that being said, now that the brew is done and with harm to none, I send you light for your shadows and depths. One love, Ashe, peace. <laughs>